Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on Monday, August 21st, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe. The LIRR's 200,000 daily passengers are now paying more for their train ticket, effective yesterday. Alfonso A. Castillo reporting on Newsday.com that the Metropolitan Transportation Authority's latest fare increase, which was approved last month, raises rates on the Long Island Railroad, Metro North, subways, and New York City buses. Although the MTA aims to increase fare revenue by 4%, the actual size of the increase varies depending on the type of transportation and ticket. The cost of a bus or subway ride in New York City has gone to 290 from the current 275, the first hike of the base fare in eight years. On the LIRR, one-way off-peak tickets have risen by 4.6% weekly and monthly Tickets rise on average by 4.3%. The new monthly ticket rates take effect in September. Toll hikes on the MTA's bridges and tunnels took effect earlier this month, raising the cost almost 6% for Easy Pass customers and 10% for other drivers. MTA officials have said the increases, which will generate an extra $305 million in annual revenue, are modest and necessary to keep up with growing costs at the transit agency. But elimination of its 20-trip ticket means users of the fare discount program will pay about 30% more for 20-peak trips. MTA chairperson and CEO Jeno Lieber last week defended the decision to nix the fare discount program, noting that because of a 10% reduction last year, monthly LIRR tickets will be cheaper than they were in 2019. In other news, three people were killed in separate crashes across Suffolk County this weekend, continuing what has been a deadly month on Long Island roads. At least 21 individuals have died in crashes in Suffolk and Nassau counties in the first 20 days of August, local police departments have reported. Grant Parpan reporting on Newsday.com that on Saturday night, Olivia Montgomery, 20, of Farmingville, was entering westbound Sunrise Highway in East Mauritius at 10.50 p.m. when she lost control of her 2016 Dodge Ram, left the roadway, and was ejected from the overturned vehicle, Suffolk Police said. Montgomery was pronounced dead at the scene by a physician assistant with the Suffolk County Medical Examiner Office, according to police. Seven squad detectives are asking anyone with information about the crash to call 631-852-8752. Fatal crash was the second on a Suffolk roadway Saturday after a Bayshore man was killed when his motorcycle collided head-on with an SUV on Spur Drive North in Brentwood. The driver also died in a single vehicle crash overnight in Port Jeff Station, Suffolk police said. Christopher W. McGuckin, 54, of Shoreham, was driving a 2012 Hyundai Genesis southbound on Route 112 near Washington Avenue about 12.45 in the morning on Sunday when the vehicle struck a telephone pole and a fire hydrant before crashing into a tree, police said. From 2020 through 2022, Long Island has averaged 8.2 roadway fatalities per month, according to the most recent data available from the Institute for Traffic Safety Management and Research. The total number of fatalities on Long Island roads increased each year from 2019 to 2022, the agency reported. There's been more than one auto-related fatality reported in Nassau and Suffolk counties on at least three days this month. Here on the East End, after hearing again from a plethora of Hampton Bay's residents opposed to a 100-megawatt battery energy storage system not far from the Shinnecock Canal earlier this month, Southampton Town Board is slated to vote tomorrow on a six-month moratorium regarding proposals for best systems in the town. Beth Young and East End Beacon reporting that Southampton Town's move comes in the wake of several fires at best energy storage sites in New York State. Renewable energy advocates say best installations are key to storing renewable energy in a future in which the grid no longer relies on fossil fuels. As local governments work to understand the issues driving public sentiment against Bess, New York Governor Kathy Hochul, whose office was quick to note that Bess fires are exceedingly rare, convened a task force 
in late July to look into safety issues in the wake of recent fires at best facilities in the state, including one in East Hampton. And finally, the town of Riverhead is considering increasing fees on new residential developments in an effort to generate revenue for parks and recreation projects. Tara Smith reporting on Newsday.com that the town board is planning to raise the fee to $5,000 from $3,000 for each new housing unit, encompassing both single-family residences and large apartment complexes. Members of the town's Recreation Advisory Committee said the increase is necessary to spruce up outdated and dilapidated conditions at parks, picnic areas, and beaches across town. Riverhead has more than two dozen park facilities that include sport courts, trails, dog parks, beaches, and marinas. Officials have tapped into the fund to install new amenities at existing parks or create mini pocket parks that often include picnic areas. Provision in state law requires towns to consider anticipated needs for park and recreation facilities that may arise due to development and population growth. If a park or playground can't be located on a park, uh, project site, towns can levy the fee. Monies must be used for capital improvements, not just general maintenance, according to Deputy Town Attorney Anne-Marie Prudenti. Parks and Recreation Superintendent Ray Coyne said last week the fund has dwindled not, uh, to about $56,000 and hasn't gone above 200000 in the past decade. Priority projects, he said, include facility upgrades at each of the town's four bathing beaches, new bathrooms at Veterans Memorial, park in Calverton, and new multipurpose turf fields and pickleball, volleyball, and basketball courts at various other parks. Reading the weather in Woodbury, where the March of Dimes Long Island Division is located, as the New York director of the organization, Darcy Dreyer, joins us for the Medical Monday segment at the bottom of the hour. Looking like a mostly sunny Monday with a high near 87 degrees in Nassau County, northwest wind, 7 to 11 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 62 degrees. North wind, 8 to 11 miles per hour. Right now, it's 71 degrees. I planned this whole playlist around Tyler Childers' Way of the Triune God from the 2022 record, Can I Take My Hounds to Heaven? Uh, Julia King, our very own, after that, followed by Supertramp and Sturgill Simpson. But first, speaking of our very own, a little uh, Claudia Jacobs band, Whichever Way You Go, featuring Bob Stander from the Rally On record of 2011, right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. I'm Gianna Volpe. you got this time I say, why rush the party sit back hang for a spell your boat Give it a try. 
Quick shout out to my niece, Madison. Uh, That was Tyler Childer's Way of the Triune God, the Jubilee version from the 2022 record, Can I Take My Hounds to Heaven? Uh, I was kind of not sure where I was going to go with the playlist this morning, and I found a lone playlist with just that track on it uh, from gosh knows when. Uh, So I built a way edition all around it for you. Actually keeping Julia King in my back pocket just for one more track just because it's three minutes long and then the song after that is five minutes. And I know that our first guest 
will be on with us in five minutes. So I'm going to play Super Tramp's Take the Long Way Home from the Breakfast in America record of 1979. Music from all decades and genres. Interviews with folks from all walks of life. All morning and midnight, Long and Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. News you can trust. Music you love.
You're listening to WLIWFM 88.3 on the FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 96.9 in central and western Suffolk County, streaming online to wherever you may be at WLIW.org slash radio. You're listening to the Heart Morning and Midnight Show, uh, recorded live from the heart of the East End, the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Julia King, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. You're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. News you can trust, music you love. Every day I wake up more tired than before. My face is looking like the clothes on my floor. I'm too young to keep on living this way. So please don't ask me, darling, because I just can't stay. Because I got a one-way ticket to somewhere. The whole world is in my feet. It's been a long time coming, yeah So I'm packing my bags and I'm getting out of here I'm looking for something that I can't seem to find Cause I've been searching under the same rock every time My life has been like a merry-go-round I'm jumping off now I'll see you when I come down Cause I got a one-way ticket to somewhere The whole world is at my feet It's been And I'm getting out of here There is nowhere that I wouldn't go I'm gonna search high and low And even if it kills me I will find my soul Cause I got a one-way ticket to somewhere It's been a long time coming, yeah. So I'm packing my bags and I'm getting out of here. Cause I got a one-way ticket to somewhere. To somewhere. The whole world is at my feet. Julia King giving that, us that one-way ticket to the Medical Monday segment underwritten by Jennifer Benton here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Uh, a report from March of Dimes called Where You Live Matters, Maternity Care Deserts and the Crisis of Access and Equity represents the largest body of research of its kind, deep diving into state-level challenges impacting access to maternal care, reproductive care, and environmental and social challenges facing moms. Joining us is Darcy Dreyer, the director of March of Dimes here in New York, uh, to talk about the topic. Good morning, Darcy. Good morning. This is an especially pertinent topic considering changes to women's care throughout the country. So let's talk about, let's start by talking about who the study spoke with and what was learned on a national level. Well, on a national level, we analyzed data 
um, about access to care and we used a variety of resources. Um, this is our third report and across the United States, um, more women are facing difficulty accessing their prenatal care. Right. I mean, that's that's probably, you know, even without the research, we would have guessed that uh, with the Supreme Court decision overturning Roe. Uh, what was learned about here in New York? So in New York, um, and we're actually looking at data through 2020, so the oh. impact of the DOTS decision mm -hmm. is not fully felt yet, and we don't Got have it. access to what that what that's doing. Um, and, and really in New York, when I initially saw the report, it didn't seem too compelling. Um, there was actually a 3.3% increase in the number of birthing hospitals, but I know firsthand that just in the last couple of months, um, three obstetric units across New York State have closed down their services. Um, so nationwide, we are in a crisis, a maternal and infant health crisis. New York has actually taken measures to to improve access, but we're right. still seeing pockets of closures. Interesting. I'm actually surprised to hear that. It, it is surprising. I, I was anticipating more issues with access, um, but I think the pandemic and the crisis that our healthcare partners are facing right. have not been fully realized and, and the data hasn't been available yet. Were there disparities noticed across the racial and socioeconomic spectrum, or is that something that couldn't be determined by the data sets? There are disparities. Um, communities of color had a 62% increased likelihood of inadequate prenatal care when compared to those living in areas of low socioeconomic vulnerability. Um, and black women were one and a half times more likely to receive inadequate prenatal care. That's horrific. Okay. so. Uh, you mentioned that you couldn't really see or the effect of the DOT uh, decision has not been fully felt, but uh, what what did the data say uh, for women today compared uh, with the past? Well, you know, in New York, we have a very progressive um, governor and we have adequate Title X clinics. Um, we have adequate access to reproductive health planning. Um, so I, I don't anticipate that the Dobbs decision is going to make a significant difference in the care that women are able to receive in New York. If anything, I think we'll see increased demand for care from for women from other states. Right. And what does that, what does that mean? And, and uh, also, you know, what's tough is uh, whether or not women can get care here, but then getting into trouble when going back to their home states. I was very surprised uh, to hear about some of that kind of uh, thing going on throughout the country. Yeah, that's terribly unfortunate. Um, I think women in New York are incredibly lucky yes. <laughs> um, to have this access to care. And those yes. in those other states, um, they will see more challenges. So let's talk about March of Dimes as an organization, its mission, and how uh, the changes to healthcare across the country interplay with the goals of the group. Well, March of Dimes fights for the health of all moms and babies, and we do believe in full access to reproductive health care. But we are a nonpartisan organization, and we work with partners across both sides of the aisle. Keep going. I'm sorry. Um. We know there are significant disparities in infant and maternal health outcomes, um, and we know that we can't solve these problems without ending the health equity gap, right. and things like access to care are only exacerbating those disparities. So what are some of the things that, that March of Dimes does or is doing in order to, to do that, in order to close these gaps? So we fund research on a national level. Um, and recently have uh, developed a, a blood test that can predict prematurity prior to birth. So that's one avenue. We have a national collaborative called the Mom and Baby Action Network, where hundreds of partners are working with us on priorities across the country um, to improve outcomes for moms and babies. Um, locally in New York, um, we are funding things like token transit with nurse family partnership in Buffalo, where they can actually text bus passes to their clients. Wow. Um, we're part 
partnering with United Way on an innovative uh, transportation navigation initiative called Go Buffalo Mom, where we have na navigators in prenatal, prenatal care clinics to help moms figure out their most economic transportation needs. Um, we're partnering with Westchester Medical Center on a birth equity project um, that revolves around patient-centered care um, and improving communication. Um, so we have a variety of initiatives, both locally in New York and nationally across the country. I know your website is marchofdimes.org. Uh, can folks go there to uh, read more about about the most recent report uh, where you live? I might be Yep, I might be biased, but our website is awesome. Um, you can have access to our public health data reports, like the Maternity Care Desert Report and our report card. Um, you can advocate. You can sign up for our action network, and you'll get texts or emails to advocate on behalf of moms and babies. Um, you can donate. We are a donor-driven organization, and we rely on funds um, raised in order to do the work we do. Darcy, thank you so much for joining us. Before I let you go, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to make sure folks know uh, about the report or about anything else? Uh, March of Dimes is the leading organization fighting for the health of moms and babies. And our last report card last year, we released um, the worst preterm birth rates that we've seen in decades. Um, so the work is needed and real, and we hope that you'll join us, whether through coming to one of our events or advocating on behalf of moms and babies, but just would urge folks to get involved and um, know that we are in a maternal and infant health crisis and we need help. Marchofdimes.org is the place to get more information. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Darcy Dreyer, the director of March of Dimes here in New York. Uh, this is Sturgill Simpson and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you just heard the Medical Monday segment Underwritten by Jennifer Benton on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. News you can trust, music you love. Using better modern sound and country music. I've seen Jesus play with flames in the lake of fire. I was standing Met the devil in Seattle Spent nine months inside the lion's den Met Booty yet another time Showed me a glowing light within But I swear that God was there Every time I go to the eyes of my best friend Says my son, it's all been done. Someday gonna wake up old and gray. Go and try and have some fun. Showing warmth to everyone. Need and greet, cheat along the way. There's a gateway in our minds that leads somewhere out there, far beyond this place. Cut you open, pull out all your pain Tell me how you make it legal Something that I'll make and I pray Some say you might go crazy Then again it might make you go Every time I take a look inside that old fable book, blinded and reminded of the pain caused by some old man in the sky. Marijuana, LSD, psilocybin, DMT, the options, we ask, love's the only thing you ever saved my life. Don't waste your mind on nursery rhymes Fairy tales of blood and wine Turtles on the way down the line So to reach their own till we go home Further around 
Going down with Kaleo, Little Feet, and Guster, our very own Inda Eaton, after that, here on WLIWFM. Oh, Father, tell me, do we get what we deserve? Oh, we get what we deserve. And where down we go, 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 go. Bunny hopping past little feet just because I want to hear this on the back. Long way down from Guster's Keep It Together record of 2003 on WLIWFM.
From the long way down to the long way home, from Guster to Inda Eaton, you get a little bit of it all here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, Raspberries, taking you all the way to the NPR news break at the top of the hour, a four-decade jump forward in time in these last two tracks for this hour of the heart of the East End on WLIWFM. News you can trust, music you love. Dusty old track Looking for the meaning But you can't go back I thought Dawn had a good point It wasn't quite clear Just something about forgiveness It's a long way home Such a long way home And there is no bad And there is no good no lesson for the weary And there is no bad and there is no good No lesson for the weary And I never was much for the nine to five Not even for this family It's a long way home Such a long way home there's only so much that a man can take Even for this family It's a long way home Such a long way home And there is no bad and there is no good No lesson for the weary Clock is elusive, the compass is strong, and my body is incomplete. Grace, come and find me the need to hang on. Grace, come and find to forgive. Cause there's only so much that a man can say, even to his family. It's a long way home, such a long way home. There is no bad and there is no good It's a long way home, way home, way home Don't you know it's a long way home, way home, way home Don't you know it's a long way home, way home, way home Don't you know it's a long way Whether you're taking the long way home or you're already there, here's to hoping whatever you do today, you go all the way. WLIWFM, NPR.
right here on Long Island. Thank you. 